This is the Coaching Life Podcast, and this is episode 12. Man, was this a fun one. You're going to be able to tell that Pat and I had an absolute blast while we recorded this particular episode because we decided to do one where we deal with a lot of the, I guess you can call them myths around the youth ballparks. When we say myths, we mean the things that are often said from the stands and sometimes even from the dugout. So I guess you can call today's episode a a service for our listeners. (laughs) And we understand that some of you, when you listen to this, you're going to say, this is nothing new. I already knew this stuff, and that's okay. If you don't want to listen to the rest of this, that's fine. But we think it's kind of entertaining. And we also understand that a lot of our audience is families. It's people who just attend ball games and they don't necessarily know the rules or how to interpret the rules. They don't understand the coaching cues that they're sometimes giving. And so we hope this is helpful. It's episode 12, and it starts right now. Hey, Chris. Hi, Pat. How's it going, Coach? Doing well. Looking forward to another week here. Definitely. Another another recording. Yes. Hey, we're having a lot of fun with this podcast. I think uh, I think there's I think there's a lot of people out there that are enjoying it too. I've I've been I've been getting quite a few comments when you know, I'm out in public places and stuff. People seek me out, make fun of me a little bit sometimes. I heard you had some autograph requests. This I had right, some autograph this requests. Week. I don't know how genuine they were, but uh, I'll take it. I think it was the first one for me, so it, it works. What were you signing actually? Well. Uh, that's that's a good question because maybe we shouldn't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just got to carry a sharpie around in your back pocket. I all should, the time. yeah, I should. That's right. Yeah, I wasn't prepared. Sign, I'll have to start yeah, doing that. Sign my headphones. Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's 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 a good idea. Maybe I'll, we should take pictures. We should have pictures, and I'll carry them around with me and sign those pictures for people. <laughs> maybe sell them for five bucks. Huh? There you go. There you go. Some <laughs> promo pics and some. Get some T-shirts made. We'll we'll be we'll be rolling now. Yeah, there we go. So we've done some different things, Coach. We've uh, we've talked about a player development program. We've we've uh, we've taken some questions. We've had some guests, and, and we've had a lot of fun. And we're going to continue to do different things and to, to get people interested and and uh, hope to hopefully keep them uh, uh, engaged in this uh, in the in the coaching life podcast. So one of the things. Uh, that we talked about doing and we thought it was a great idea and I know that you've done this in the past uh, with some articles that you've written yeah it's been a long time yeah yeah well you know I know what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about some some rule myths uh, maybe what I would call some coaching cues that are overused and and you know maybe uh, highly uh, uh, you know disagreed upon (laughs) I know from our perspective definitely um and then, you know, just some things that maybe different people might have some different opinions about. But I know that one thing that made me think of this, one of our league officers in the Big Ben, Chris Carroll, he actually brought a list to one of the rules meetings of some of some of baseball and softball's most, you know, misinterpreted rules. And in the meetings... That's good. Yeah. That's good to do. It was real good. It was fun. I think a lot of people enjoyed it, actually. You know, that it wasn't like, oh, you're trying to make us feel like idiots or anything it was they it's they liked it helpful yeah. yeah it's educational right so that's what we're going to bring to you today folks and you know we hope you enjoy it and if if you have any thoughts on, on what we talk about they definitely want you to reach out to us and, and let us know uh what your opinions are or it, you know maybe you <laughs> want us to prove prove some of these things to you but uh, I'm, I'm laughing because i know it's going to be a lot of fun i mean i i mean heck we might get into something here that you and i disagree on as well, which I'm kind of hoping we do, but I don't. I, I, that, I want to see how that works out. But that'll be interesting because we it, we it could we be. didn't coordinate this. No, we didn't. But you know, and I I think that's a good point to make though, because you you said that we're going to talk about coaching you know coaching cues that are often that are often used, but they're sometimes a little silly if right. you think about it, and also rules myths, and those are two very different things sure. because a coaching cue, you know, telling a kid, hey, do this. And you're talking about a mechanic or a technique in the game is is quite a bit different than saying that player has to do this or you know shouting at something at an umpire because when we're shouting a coaching cue there could be different interpretations and opinions about how to perform that task. Now, granted, some of them may be really silly and ridiculous. Your opinion might be ridiculous about how to do this, but there's still room for opinions. When you're talking about a rules myth, 
There's no room for opinion. True. If you if, if we tell you this is what the rule book states, that's what it states. Yeah. You're wrong. Your opinion then is wrong if it's different from the rule book. Definitely. And so that's why it could be. I might find out that I've been wrong all along about something here. We may have, yeah, we may have to bring in an arbitrator like for the next episode. We should, well, this should definitely be an, an episode where we have an umpire on. That's we, true. We should have thought ahead about it. Well, I did think about it. It might but actually spark a couple umpires to say, you need me to come on because you guys really botched that up. That's perfect then. Perfect. That's <laughs> right. what we'll do. Yeah. We'll see how many we get right and how many we get wrong. But uh, hey, we're going to start with one that I think might be controversial right off the top. Good. Because I know. Let's get after it. Yeah. You hear this all the time. And, you know, it was something that, that I was taught when I was growing up. And I'm sure there's people that are teaching it today. And, and like I said, you hear it from the stands. You hear it from the dugouts. And what it is is when there's a ball hit in the air and fielders go to catch it. And typically it happens when they drop it, Coach. Right? Oh, yeah. It happened when, when, they, when they drop the ball. And they're they, reminded of what they needed to do right. instead. Yes. And, and what that is is. Use two hands. Use two hands when you coach, when you catch the ball. Come on. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Coach! How much time in your days? They of, probably dropped it because they were using two hands and they couldn't see. They blocked their line of vision <laughs> exactly. on a fly ball. Right. <laughs> well, you just ruined my question. I was going to ask how often you worked on using two hands on pop flies in in high school uh, practices. So not a single time. Yeah. Why not, Coach? Not well, a single time. From your perspective, why wouldn't you use I, two hands? We worked on catching pop flies every day. Yeah. Every day. Most of the time when you're going after a pop fly, you're not camped under it. You're still on the move. And if you're on the move and you need to reach for the ball, then you need more reach. You're not going to get more reach if you're trying to use two hands. It's a, it's, a re, it's a ridiculous physical move to try to make. Now, if you're camped under a pop-up, all right, and you want to make sure that you secure that pop-up and you're not moving, you're 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 under it, you've shot it out mine, and you're catching it right in front of your chest, and you want to use two hands, more power to you. Right. But I'm never getting on a kid for not using two hands. Yeah, same here. And I, in that scenario that you just used, I would, you, I think you have to practice that because here's the thing. You mentioned field of vision. And when that other hand, if you're just camping out under a ball, you know, say there's two outs and you want to make sure you're making the catch, mm -hmm. and you're camping out under that ball and you lift your throwing hand up to, you know, to help your glove... Yeah. <laughs> catch the ball it, it can block the ball from your eyes yeah you, you, it can make you lose the ball and actually make you you know miss the ball anyway so I, I think you have to practice it's a timing thing if you're going to do that but you know this is one of the things that you, you know you hear all the time I think from a certain group of people maybe that you know don't don't watch the major leaguers and you know, we've talked yeah, about this a little yeah, bit before yeah. but if you watch major leaguers catch fly balls they typically they're catching the ball with one hand, right? Yeah. And people uh, call that a hot dog. Right. Right. That's right. a hot dog. Well, yeah. no, he's just really good at his game because he does it a lot. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, you, you mentioned earlier before we, we started recording the, the advancement in glove technology, I'll say has changed yeah. the way we play the game. I, I really honestly think that this, that this coaching cue, mm -hmm. this is not a rule, obviously is, is an equipment issue. Right. It's and what I mean by that is my grandparents, my grandpa, you know, my my you know, my great grandparents, my great uncles, you know, those those guys, they were the ones that would always shout, use two hands. Mm -hmm. Use two hands. I my dad shouted it and things like that. But if you think back to what kinds of gloves some of these guys were using. If you look at some of the old films of baseball players and they're just playing catch, yeah, they're reaching up in the air above their head and they're grabbing it with two hands. Well, my gosh, it's because they got a pillow taped to their hand. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? I mean, they it's can't not... squeeze it. Yeah, yeah. The, but the, te the technology, the equipment, the materials that we have today for kids to be able to purchase a glove that fits their hand and fits it well. And not only that, you can buy a glove that's fully broken in today. Yes. You could buy kids' gloves, youth gloves that have bigger pockets in them, softball yep. gloves that have bigger pockets in them. So I tell kids, let the glove do the work. It's made for you to be able to, 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 to make quick snags with one hand. Right. So practice that. Become more athletic at just catching the ball with one hand. You know... I, I really think that it, that it, it's it, that it's this is an example of mindset changes that have to be made. These are things that have been passed down from generation to generation. I hear young people I, at our at our men's tournament that weekend. I heard people younger, a lot younger than me, shouting, "Use two hands out there, boy!" <laughs> you know, talking to a forty year old man, and and 
And I'm thinking, oh man, I just, I hate it. I cringe every time I hear that because I think, why? Right. Why do I need to use two hands? My glove is perfectly fine of catching that little tiny baseball by itself. Yeah, and I think really the only argument anyone can make on that, you know, I don't think anyone's saying it becomes easier to catch a ball in that case with two hands, but I think what they're saying it is... It becomes physically harder, I think. I, I agree. And I think they're all thinking about in the event that the ball is going to pop out of your glove. That's That would be the only reason I could think of that anyone would say that. Right. But How it, often does a ball pop out of your glove? When you squeeze it. Not very often. <laughs> yeah. And if it, it if it does, you've, you've, you've probably squeezed it too early. At yeah, At which right, point the right. other hand isn't going to help either. Yeah, exactly. You know. So if you watch, if you watch, just go and watch people play, watch a high school game and what, you know, I see this a lot in softball and I understand the ball's bigger, you know, and I, and I understand, but you see it a lot in mm-hmm. softball. You see a girl going to cover the second base bag, a throws coming from the catcher on a steal. And she, she reaches up with two hands, catches it with two hands, puts the tag down with two hands, probably gets spiked in the process right. on her bare hand. And it just looks awkward. Yep. It's an awkward move. I, I see first basemen who need to be able to stretch off the bag as far as you could possibly stretch and stay in contact with the bag on your with your foot. I see them reaching up with two hands, and you're losing two and three feet sometimes yes. yeah. of distance. And that's that's the same in the outfield too. Yeah, you know, anywhere if you're, yeah. you know, you you lose. That. And I would say too, you lose the ability to adjust. You know, if the mm-hmm. ball isn't as far out as what you thought it was, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you but, have two hands, at least you're slower. Yeah. to make that adjustment because yeah. you're adjusting two hands. So, um, yeah, you asked me something earlier. You asked, is there ever a time that I would would coach a kid to use two hands yeah. and and I, I i there is one time that i that I, I i could think of one time that i want people to use two hands and that is when you have to transfer it quickly yeah when you, you know if you're turning double play well right catch the yeah ball, catch the ball close to your chest and even in in those cases I, I tell them not to squeeze their glove we don't want we don't want the glove closed at that time. So right. That's, so you have to use two hands. It's almost like you're using a paddle at that point. You you need to make the quick transfer. Yeah. You know we've all seen Domingo Ayala on on the. If you haven't seen Domingo Ayala, YouTube Domingo Ayala, man, <laughs> watch him and watch those hands. That's those are the times when you want to use two hands. Where where you make turn double play. You need to get the ball out quick. You know you're behind a ground ball. You know, yes. and it's and it's and it's you're right behind a ground ball. You're not reaching to your left or your right. Right. You're right behind a ground ball, or you're not on the run. On the run, sometimes you're just gonna yeah, you're pick charging it a ball or barehand or like that, it. Yeah. Right. But 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 you're you know you're you're uh, you're behind a routine ground ball. Yeah. Two hands, get it out quick. Right. right? Get it over there. Um, so yeah, I'm not saying there's never a time for it, uh, but that's the only time I'm encouraging people to use it. Yeah, I hear you. Do you so agree? We're on the same page on that one. We can check that one off. Check. <laughs> That's one down. We've just, we just made made a whole bunch of moms and grandpas mad. Or very uncomfortable. Yeah, we, we just lost six subscribers at least. That's right. Or someone's going to shout. Or someone's going to go to a game this summer and they're going to hear somebody shouting, use two hands. And then you're going to go, you're going to have people saying, shut up, idiot. It's a, <laughs> my kid doesn't have to use two hands because Chris and Pat said so. Oh, man. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh. I'll stand behind it. Hey, at, least, at least they're listening. Right. I mean, at least, yeah. Yeah, I'll at least listen to the podcast. It, yeah, I will too. If anyone disagrees, love to hear your perspective on that. Well, what do you got for us next? You want to go to our rules one? We've got so many, and it was so hard to choose. And I want people to understand that the li- this list is so vast. Oh, we there's, could, there's we could no, do ten episodes on this. Yeah, there's no way we could. We're going to be able to pick the ones just that with the game of baseball. We sat down with other sports. It would be, you know, this is baseball, softball for the most part we're talking about today. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. True. Um, let's go with let's go with the good one that, right. that we talked about earlier uh, before we came on. When you go to the uh, to the sports store, when you go to Dick's, and you're looking for that bat that has the hand attached to it. <laughs> Right. I have never so, purchased a bat for my children that came with a set of hands attached to it. Sorry, I stole your thunder there a little bit, but that's okay. As we, as hey, we we're partners go. here. You, yeah. You, so who's who's heard it? Hands are a part of the bat. We got a batter up there in the batter's box, uh, inside pitch, and uh, hits him right in the. Let's say it hits him right in the the uh, the back side of the hand. He goes down. Uh, Umpire says, take first base. 
you got hit and you know the fans are screaming yeah because he's, he's shaking his hand so it obviously hit his hand right, right? it's a foul ball foul hands ball. are part of the bat right, right yep now again like you know like we said the hands are part of your body yes and so you deserve you the, the pitch is dead you deserve first base then that's that it's that simple right if the ball should hit the a part of the bat first and then hit the body it's a foul ball yes if you swing at the pitch mm. and it hits your hands yes. or hits any part of your body, you it's know, a strike. It is a strike. It is also, it is a dead ball strike. It's a dead ball strike. Yes. That's correct. Right. 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 Just like it, if it hits any part of your body when you swing, you know, if it hits you in the gut, it's a dead oh, ball it, strike. Oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. 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 It does. It does happen. You guess wrong. Right. Or you got a lefty that throws a hard curveball and you're swinging at it and you miss it. I Yes, it, yeah. definitely. Well, for you, a righty. You're, I, I remember you it happening to me. I, I, I actually remember this happening to me in Alexander one year. You talk about injury to insults. <laughs> <laughs> you swing and miss and I, get drilled in the now, cojones. I started, <laughs> let's let's say this, I started to swing. Actually, you know, you just mentioned that. It happened to me at Meg's. My last high school game I ever played. Did you keel over? Did you I, bend, did it you hit bend? me on the inside thigh. And oh. my, 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 I remember my teammates. This is so great. <laughs> I appreciate that, Coach. This is a good time. I remember my teammates giving me a hard time at the duck. Like, I remember someone in astonishment saying, he almost swung at that pitch, you know, and it hit me on the in the groin. Or like, right, I mean, you know, not I, in the crotch, yeah. but in the groin. I get you, yeah. I feel and, uh, but I did check, enough. and I got first base. And both oh, you checked the swing? Yes, I didn't. Oh, I, I, it, okay. was, it was a curveball. I, I yeah. started to go, yeah. and, well, good. and uh, I checked. So, yeah, I got first base. Could you imagine swinging at that and have to stay in the box? Oh, that was that, hap- that happens, yeah. Yeah, that, that, happens. that hurts. But that's the case. I mean, so, so yeah, if your kid gets hit, you know, if he gets hit in the hands, or, you know, if your kid's pitching, and he hits a batter, and you know the batter doesn't swing at it, but the ball comes in, you know, close to his hands, and and it ricochets off of his hands, and the umpire awards him first base. That's the correct call because the hand is not part of the bat; the hand is part of a body. Yep. <laughs> and if he's swinging again, dead ball strike. Runners return to their bases. Yeah, yeah, because it's a dead ball. Yep. I like that. Uh, rules rules are quick. All you gotta do is explain it and move on. Well, as long as we Sometimes, agree with it. Longly the green. It doesn't matter if I agree with the rule or not. One of, one of us may <laughs> misinterpret the, the rule. The interpretation is a big one. Let's do another rule one then. Okay, you pick one. You want to get, let's let's talk about overthrows. Okay. Because this this could be pretty extensive actually. Yes, you're right. I hear this all the time though. It wasn't just in this game, right. but right. I hear this all the time. We had a it's we a, had a situation. And, and you know this is one that I, I think smart people I mean you could know a lot about the game and not understand how this works sure this isn't one that we're thinking oh this is silly you should know this yeah right I mean there there are a lot of extenuating circumstances related to giving to awarding runners free bases right right because there are one base awards two base awards three base awards and of course a four base award a home runs a four base award right yeah you know and 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 all of those happen based on when the throw was made, where the fielder was when the throw was made, yes, which fielder made it. I mean, the, the, the rule changes, and so yeah. we should probably... Let's, Break let's, that we, down. Yeah, let's, let's try to simplify it for someone that may be wondering. That way they don't... We, we're, we're doing this as a service for all, all of you folks out there so that you don't sound silly when you go to your kids' games next summer. <laughs> right. <Is> that, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So we'll start with the outfield. Okay. You know, say we have, you know, runner on second base. Uh, ball hits the outfield, fielder picks it up, chucks it to, we'll say, third base. Let's put the runner on first. Okay, runner's on first. Because he's probably going to score anyway. That's true. Okay, we got, yeah. yeah. Runner on first, yeah, and, and we're throwing to third. Or maybe it's case. a fly ball then, so. Or whatever. You, you can we'll, leave we'll, we'll, say, we'll say runner on first. <laughs> messed up and, your uh, scenario. <laughs> uh, you know, left fielder fields the ball, chucks it into the, the uh, over the dugout, you know, there out you of play. Go. Um. And then what you hear, what I hear a lot is, you know, it's two bases from the outfield, which is true. Two bases because it's thrown from the outfield yeah. as opposed to thrown from anywhere else. Right. Okay. True. Yeah. So, the, you know, in this case, it is it, the award would be, you know, two bases. The, yeah, that is true. The Yeah. The, the award is two bases. Right. The trick here is at what point is the two are the two bases awarded, you know? And and it's it's from the time of the throw yeah. of the of the outfielder. Yeah. Um, it would actually be it, it and, and we should say this too. 
It's never, because sometimes the award is from the time of pitch. Yes. And that's when the infielder is the first one to pick the ball up. Exactly. But you treat an outfielder, you know, sometimes it's from the time of, of throw from the infielder as well. But that's when the infielder is, it's the second throw. The oh, second oh, throw. Okay. Double play. Yes. Yeah. Then that, then it's, it's so let's from say the that. time of throw, not the time of pitch. Right. Yeah. Second, the second throw is from the time of throw. Yeah. So what I'm saying, the whole point about that is you treat the outfield the same way as you would the second throw from the Yes, Gosh, absolutely. Just wasted a lot of time. Here. No, no, it's good All stuff. Right. See, so, we, almost, we almost found a disagreement. So there. anyway, it, and that's what happens, man. When you're talking rule, think about this. Think about the stuff umpires have to go through, yeah, honestly. Definitely. I mean, and, and, but you're right. I mean, so that's, it's, it is everybody when they say, hey, it's two, it's two bases. That's true, but it's from the time the ball was thrown. Yes. Well, you know, or, it depends. Right? Well, in that case, you would treat it as the time of throw because it's from the, it's outfield, from the outfield. Yes, right? from the outfield so in a second. In your scenario, it's where that runner was. It's the base that that runner was at, you know, from the time that ball was thrown. Yes. He gets the advancing base. Yes. So a, a lot of times people see the ball go out of play and they look up and they see that that runner's rounding third base. Right. And or, they're like, yeah, oh, or second base. Or rounding second. Like, oh, yeah. they should get home. Right. That's two bases, right? Third and, and, and home. Well, no, because he was at first when the throw was made. You know, yes. He was between first and second when the throw right. was made. So he gets second and third. And, and, and some people will say, you know, the, the base you're going to plus one. That's not necessarily true either because if he's mm -hmm. just, even if he's not trying to advance in that case, he's going to get awarded two bases. Right. Yeah. yeah, he could be turned back toward first base yes. or standing on first base. Yes. In the case like of a pickoff or something, right. um, which is a whole different. And a lot of these rules people scenario. don't understand. Like this rule, even though it kind of stinks for the defense in this situation, it's there to protect the defense because if a ball goes, you know, if it ricochets out of bounds, you know, who knows where it's going to yeah. go. I'll tell you, I, I've got a story about where it really stinks for the defense. Yeah. I, and this happened either last year or the, or the spring before in one of Brock's games at Alderson Bratis. Actually it was at Ohio Dominican Okay, and this happened. Well, I should say, I should, we should state also, if, if, the, there are lots of different scenarios that, that allow people to get awarded, you know, allow, allow awards of free bases. Yes. Um, for example, a one base award would be given if a ball strikes a base runner or an umpire in the field of play before it reaches a fielder. And when I, and well, let me explain if the runner that it hits. So if there's more than one runner on base, plus the batter, yes. right? The runner that it hits, he's out. Right. And that's interference. Okay. Yes. So it's a dead ball, but that means all other runners that are on base, if they would have been forced, get one base. The hitter also gets really? first base. Oh, I thought the runners had to return in that case. If a fair batted ball strikes a, a base runner who then the batter is awarded first base, which we know. Right. Okay. It's a hit. If, uh, a hit. <laughs> if other runners are on base, they advance if they're forced, unless, of course, the interference causes the third out, and then they wouldn't have been forced. But, yeah. Huh. If, if you, like, let's say you're, there are runners on. Uh, so, that, so base is loaded. Yeah. So the, the yeah. one run's going to score, and the yes. runner on second goes And I'll tell third. you why I know this. Wow, I did not honestly. I did Here's not. Here's the that. story. I, I I I was a little confused, honestly, also when I saw this, and and I was shouting from the dugout, and I was I was wondering why Brock's coach wasn't more upset. <laughs> well, it's because he knew the rule and I didn't. <laughs> Bases were loaded. Then this was this was a tight game. I mean, it, they, they ODU is a good team, and and this was a good game. Uh, real close game. Bases are loaded. Pitcher was in a jam. One out. Middle infielders were playing double play depth, and there was an umpire, you know, shaded to the to the to the. If you're looking at the pitcher from the hitter, shaded to the left side of the mound, so he's kind of in front of the shortstop. Right. Guy hits a pretty sharp ball that's going to be a ground ball, you know, hard ground ball that that are, you could see the shortstop getting over behind it mm. and it, and the umpire tries to get out of the way but it ricochets off of his foot and caroms into the outfield. Well, there are a lot of people 
in that scenario saying those runners have to go back. Mm. No, they don't. No. Batter's safe. Everyone gets a base. And I guarantee you that would have been a double play. In fact, the shortstop would have fielded it, touched the bag himself, and thrown it over out of the inning. Yeah. And it turned into a six-run <laughs> But see, again, that, again, though, in that scenario, it really it is still protecting the defense because if the ball hits the umpire, it, it could go In anywhere. that scenario, it didn't. In that scenario, but it didn't. It, it, it is supposed to protect the defense. Yeah. But yeah. I, you know what, Coach? I still think – I think if it hits the runner, it's wrong. It's, it, I, I think it's different. We're going to have to verify that. Well, because we got, I've got a, I'm looking at the rule right in front of me here. It's, it's the runner's interference, though. Yeah, the runner's interference. So, so one base awards, uh, pitcher, batter hit by pitch. Rule five point oh five, section B, number, you know, two batter, batter. That's batter hit by pitch. Um, fair batted ball strikes base runner or umpire. This is rule six point oh one A eleven. A base runner who was touched by a fair batted ball is out for interference and the ball is dead, but the batter himself is awarded first base. If other runners are on base, they advance if forced. Well, that would be a runner, it'd be runners on first and second. Let's say bases are loaded and a guy is between, uh, yes, between, between, uh, second and third. Gotcha. Gets hit by a ground ball. Runner, obviously, runner. The runner on first, first would advance. Would advance to second, obviously, because he's going to be forced by the hitter who gets gotcha. awarded first. But in, the, in that case, if a runner's on first and gets hit, those runners on second and third, because the force out is out, right. they are not being and, I and, got you. And in the story that I told about the umpire getting hit, there are no... There's no outs There's in that no situation. Out, right, because it's not a really it's not necessarily interference. I mean it is. It's just unfortunate that the ball hit the umpire right. before it got a chance to hit a fielder. Yeah. And it be to, <laughs> or to come to a fielder. And to get and so all runners then advanced because they were all being forced. The bases were loaded. So gotcha. So you see, I mean, even right now as we're explaining we just bored a lot of people with a rule, <laughs> but it, it it this is a tough it's a difficult rule sometimes to understand. But you gotta remember it's it's it is never, I think the simpl to simplify it for everyone at the youth league parks, this rule is never enforced from the time the ball goes out of play. Correct. It's, yeah. There's right. no, you don't ever say, hey, that when that ball went out of play, our runner was rounding third right. or rounding second, so she should get the score. No, it's where that runner was when the throw was made, Yeah, usually. And to, to add a little bit more complexity to it, when a pitcher's on the rubber, yeah, he's making a pickoff play. Yeah, or if he's that's if a one a, base award all the base, time. Or if it's a pitch. Yeah, right. Yeah. People are like, "What? You know, how in the world does a pitch go out of out of play?" But it, it can go out of play in a number of ways. It'll, oh yeah, yeah. It could hit the front of the plate and bounce over the backstop. Right. Or yeah. it could, you know, it could get it could roll under the backstop or under, under you know under it the could padding. Get lodged in the fence. Right in the backstop. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. see. I see that a lot. Yeah, especially in you know rec ball. Mm -hmm. Oh uh, yeah, well, that fence kind of doubles up there at the pole. Yeah, yeah. or you know, just yeah. you, you see it not being called because it, it people are used to the the facility, right? Same umpire, right. same player, and you know, the ball gets stuck somewhere, and the, you know, the umpire reach back and grab it. <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> there you go, yeah, yeah, exactly. something like that. Now let's move on. Good stuff. Let's move on. We spend enough time on that. All right, think. we'll go back to a coaching cue. Drum up something. Yeah, yeah. What do you got? What do you think? Actually, that, let's do one that's n not a rule. Okay. But I think it could be, we could hit it pretty quickly. Okay. Tie goes to the runner. Tie goes to the runner. Tie goes to the runner. No. This yes. Is, no. This is a, <laughs> batter hits a ground ball to shortstop, legs it out, shortstop makes a throw. It's bang, bang. From the naked eye, it looks like a tie. Umpire goes, he's out. He's out. You know, how do you, I think, how do you argue it? Well, actually, we you know we've talked about this a little bit, and I think you I've kind of been convinced to look at this in a different perspective, because mm -hmm. I've always been the one that say that says you know that that rule doesn't exist. There, there's never a tie because there because it doesn't because it doesn't exist. There's not a rule. There is not this. a rule in the book that mentions a tie a runner being tied. You know, the and, ball going into the glove at the same time the runner touches yeah. the bag and every time i've ever asked an umpire about it they will always answer the same most of them have answered there is no such thing as a tie right they're either out or they're safe we can't have a do-over in baseball but a lot of people and i've probably heard more people say 
just scream, tie goes to the runner, mm-hmm. then umpires tell me there is no tie. You know, I've, I've, sure. I feel like I'm the umpire that says there is no tie. Mm-hmm. Because the rule is, in order to get any force play, any runner out, the ball has to be, has to make it to the bag, you know, in a glove or in a hand of a, of a player that's touching the bag. Yeah. Before the runner gets there. There's the key. Yeah. Be- before the runner touches the bag. Right. The ball has to get there. It either does or it doesn't. Right? Mm-hmm. There, there's no... So let me ask you this. If they do get there at the exact same time, because it could happen. We've yeah. seen it happen. If, the, if, you, if you watch, if you slow down every replay, we don't have replays in these youth parks, right? Right. Until you get to the Not ESPN yet, anyway. games. <laughs> if you, you, but you could slow it down frame by frame, 4K, you know, high quality film. And the, for the, to the best that you can tell, they were at the exact same time. Right. The question then is, did the ball beat the runner? Right. And the answer is, in my opinion, the answer is no. All right. Same Therefore, time. a tie goes to the runner. Right. Good, good call. Yeah. So I, so it's not really that dumb of a thing to say. No, not really. To be honest. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was taught, I was actually argue. someone said this before and I've told, you know, I've recited the rule and they said, you know, they're like, so what you're telling me is a tie goes to the runner. <laughs> And really, I guess <laughs> like no, there is no tie. You know, yeah. I mean, it's the semantics at that point. You know, and and semantics are huge because we argue about them a lot. It, yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's often what you argue about when you're talking about baseball interpretation of right. rules. You know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of the argument is about interpretation, not necessarily the rule. If the rules are black and white, then you don't really have an argument. Right. So that's why you have so many article this section this section this and then exception 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 under all the rules in the game of baseball because there there it's such a complex game right and softball so i guess to the umpires out there that are wondering how you answer that if a coach comes out to you and you you know they say tigers the runner i think the answer if you if you made the out call is it wasn't a tie it wasn't a tie coach and then, then they're going to argue with you anyway. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least you break that down. Right. If you say no, that's not a rule. You're almost admitting that it was a tie, in which case the runner should be safe, right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. There, yeah. there isn't a rule that a tie goes to the runner. So what you're telling me is it was a tie, but you just saw it. No, that's not what I'm telling you. You know, you see how <laughs> it's a slippery slope. It there. is. It so, is. It's good stuff. So, but yeah, but that's that's how that one works. All right. Don't ever swing at a 3-0 pitch, Pat. Uh, you swing at a 3-0 uh, pitch, buddy, I'm going to be all over you. Yeah. I'm kidding. Me too. I think there's, you know, this is this is something, and I would say there's a lot of coaches out there. I don't know. You know, I'm hearing it more now. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm picking it up more, coaches saying, in, especially in, in, in youth ball, the more we become aware of data and analytics. Yes. Oh, yeah. Great. Great point. Yeah. Because, and I saw this. I actually saw this. The, I have a great uh, image. I think I showed that to you a few weeks ago. Like the, the your probability of getting a hit, Pro- basically, yeah. based yeah. on the count. Yep. You know. You did. Um, and this it, this was a study done in the NCAA of 2018. Yeah, Division right? One. Yeah. yeah. And I can't, I could pull it up. Yeah. It would just, you know, I'd just be blurting a bunch of numbers. It wouldn't matter to anyone listening, but. You know, if you have no strikes, you're 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 probably going to get your best pitch to hit. Mm-hmm. You know, every any time you have no strikes, you 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 the chances of getting a good pitch to hit are very good. Yeah, basically what the the image shows. And you know, when a when a hitter's at the plate with a three zero pitch, a three zero count, that's their opportunity to really hit the ball in the screws. You know, to really hit the ball hard and make something happen. What What is the hardest thing about hitting? Not knowing what pitch you're going to see. Yeah, good. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. You can. You're practically with three and zero. Oh, you are. You are almost guaranteed that you're going to know what pitch you're going to see. And now, if that pitch, I, I, the way I approach this with kids is, I say, you know, the majority of the time. They've got the green light on three zero. Mm. There are times when I would when I want them to take. Yes. If I mean if we if we're late in the game and that game's tied or we're down a run or two and we need a base runner, I'm I would probably give them a take sign. But I have a take sign 
other if they don't get the take sign, they've got the green light. Yeah, I would say yeah. that, or I would say you know a, a beyond situation. Yeah, there you you're you evaluate the hitter as well. It, yeah. Exactly, exactly. There are some hitters that you know they're they're often swinging at bad pitches. True. And so when they get to three other, they're thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to light this up, and then they go after something, they roll over it, and they ground out, and then you're mad because you swung at a three zero pitch. Right. Well, it's not because you swung at a three zero pitch. It's because you swung at a bad pitch. Yeah. You know, the, the key is understanding what pitch you're looking for. And if a kid knows what, if they know, if you've got a kid in that box who knows that when he sees his dead red pitch, that pitch that, that he can hit over the fence, that he, it feels good when it comes up the bat, let him hack at it. Yeah. Because he knows it's coming. Yeah. Right? And, what, and the other thing is, you know, we've talked about <laughs> practice. You, you practice these situations. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You, you, you practice the Rio counts and you practice two O counts and, you know, three, one counts. You have to, because so many kids are growing up. I mean, cause so many kids are growing up and they, they're instinctively, even if, even if they have a coach that says, Hey, you got the green light. I saw it in softball season this past year. I, I saw our, our head softball coach say many times, you got the green light or give you know, let them know three Oh, you know, you're, you're our four hole hitter. we got runners at second and third. Oh, yeah. You got three Oh, if it's there, drive it. Yes. But they're, they're just so used to taking that pitch because mm. it's automatic. Yep. It's not automatic. Don't make it automatic coaches. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a ridiculous thing. I think I get fired up about that because it, it it's like, I, they got two shots at three, one, everybody loves three, one. Because three one, all right, dead red. Here it comes, right? Well, if if they have a hard time swinging at three zero, just tell them imagine it's three one, mm-hmm. and you got two shots at three one until they get used to the fact that okay, this is okay, and we got to be okay with it. You know, there there's all kinds of people sitting in the stands that when they know it's three zero and a kid swings and fouls it off, but he took a good swing on a good pitch, they're like, that was three zero. Yeah. Did you see that? He just swung a three. Swung a three yeah. Well, why is it a big deal? Yeah. I know, well, I mean, I have a theory of why it's a big deal. I think, you know, in, when the younger the kids, you know, the less likely it is that they're going to take, they're going to swing at that 3 0 pitch and, and it's going to be a successful swing. The problem is, in that scenario, you're, you're coaching again to, to win because, you, you know, you're advancing mm-hmm. a runner as opposed to coaching to develop. Yeah. And, you know, we, I mean, in that situation, yeah, it takes a mindset shift of coaching to help players understand the kind of understand how to hunt a pitch. How yeah. to hunt? What are you hunting for when yeah. you're in that box? Because there's a greater probability at these counts that you're going to see the pitch that you're hunting. Right. And in account, if you get behind an account, that's like swing at the first, don't swing at the first pitch. It's a very same, similar very thing similar, with me, yeah. is, you know, when are you often most likely going to see a good pitch to hit the first pitch you see? Yeah. And it's amazing because there, I've, I've watched games where just, just, it's amazing. The, the pitcher throws first pitch, strike one, strike fastball over the plate. Oh, and every this, hitter, and they're all ta- they take it, take it, take it. This stat, this number has been out for years. I heard it back when I was playing, because they've they've you know you you're able to collect this kind of number for a long time. Typically, and this is obviously major league baseball numbers, but it translates to lower levels as well. When a hitter takes strike one, if your normal batting average is three hundred and you take strike one, the the typical hitter's batting average drops a hundred points like that when you go down mm. 0-1. And, and so why not get yourself ready, get timed up while you're on deck, while you're in the dugout, the more opportunities you have to see the pitch, get yourself timed up so that when you're in that box and you know that there's a good chance, you're going to see a good, hard fastball that if it's yours, drive it, drive it. Yeah. One of the things I loved about watching, you know, watching Brock's team last couple of years, they had a leadoff hitter that just that was his approach, man. I mean, I, I, I watched in the, uh, it was actually, it may have been against Ohio Dominican last year. Kid stepped in the box, first pitch of the game. No, it was the very first, it was the very first game a, of the opener, season. I remember you texted I texted me. it to yeah. <laughs> First pitch, first game of the season down in North Carolina, drove it over the left center field wall. And you're like, if you're thinking, how can you, how can you possibly be ready? It's your first game, first pitch. That kid was ready. Yeah. And he was timed up. He knew what was coming and he just exploded on it. Yeah. And the mo- most people are saying, well, the leadoff's job is to get on base. Why well, he why, got on four of them. Why? Yeah. Why does he, why does he, why is he supposed to get on base to score, to right? score runs? So yeah. the easy way, if you, if you hit a double and there's only one, th- there's, there's three things better than getting on base. 
and that's hitting a double, a triple, or a home run, right? <laughs> that's exactly So any right. one of those work, too. That's exactly right. Yeah. So that, I mean, that even brings up another point. Like, do you ever coach kids to hit home runs? <laughs> I do all the time. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I, I mean, I, we had big kids on the, la- the last high school team I coached. These were big, home- these were big hitters. And there was one kid on the team who he loved hitting home runs. I mean, he like you could he he just that was his. If he had if if he was freed up to just swing for the fence every time, he was a better player. And I finally saw that. I didn't you know because you're always telling kids, hey, don't swing for the fence. You know, yeah. Just just swing just just base hits is all we need, right? It, yeah. And another coach, <laughs> you're rolling your eyes. Well, just make contact. <laughs> Ah, no, yeah. no. But anyway, I finally went to this guy. He's actually playing offensive line here at Ohio University right now. That's how big he is. I went to him and I said, listen, your job, your senior year, is to hit home runs for us. So that means in batting practice, I want you to see how many home runs you can hit. <laughs> and every time you step in that box, when you have a OO count, the first pitch, if whenever you're ahead in the count, I said, honestly, Brody, I don't... I don't, I don't care if you're behind in the count. Your job is to hit home runs. Mm-hmm. So I want you to I want you to hit home runs. I want you and and the relief, I mean it was you could see it. He smiled ear to ear when I said it. And so it was like, okay, this is going to be fun. So the game became a lot of fun to him. But that was the kind of hitter he was anyway. I mean, that's what he wanted to do. And so the more the more that you know he was in his wheelhouse, the better player he was. If he was just trying to make – it did us no good for this kid to hit a ground ball. He yeah. wasn't beating anything out at yep. first base. And so, and so, you know, there were times when he, when he got in there and he took some big hacks. And you're like, man, he just got under that. But that's the kind of hack I wanted him to take. Right. You know? I think, you know, you can see – there's a thing. There is the concept of overswinging. Yep. You know, of swinging yep. out of control. Yep. But I, I want all my hitters to sw- to hit the ball hard. Right, that's oh, yeah. what I want them to do. I, I don't even – I just want them to hit the ball hard. If they hit the ball hard every time, their chances of getting – to of producing goes up, right? Just hit the ball Absolutely. hard. And um, I think when, you know, when people say make contact or when, you know, something like that, um, what they're really saying is you, you have to adjust there's, this is the, this is the coaching, you mm-hmm. know, that's a buzz, that's a buzz phrase, make contact. Yeah. What they're really saying is, I think it's right. I think it's right. Yeah. You're I, still I hitting agree. the ball hard when yeah. you make contact. Right. But when, when people are saying just make contact, you're, you, you're not necessarily hunting for that one pitch anymore. Right. You're adjusting. Uh, y- and so there's a time for it. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Two strikes, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you are, um, adjusting your, your you got to run around third base with two strikes that infield's back. All we really need at this point is for you to make some good contact, either hard, either deep fly ball or a ground ball somewhere. Right. So we still, we still want you to hit it hard. Yeah. Even if you're letting, yeah. and here's an, if you <laughs> don't have two strikes, I, I'm not just, I'm never saying that with not without no. two strikes. No, no, me neither. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want anyone to make con. And, and I think the, it's a comfort thing. So people say it sometimes out of nervousness because, you know, yeah. they know the kids, you know, they're like, maybe the right. kid's putting too much pressure on themselves or something mm-hmm. like that. And they say, oh, you know. Or they to. have seen them over swinging. Or they've seen them yeah. over swinging, right. And then, you know, it's just, it comes out, oh, just make con, just to make contact, you know, like it's an easy thing and to do. And you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it also, it, 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 I think we're, we're, we're thinking that it's making them, it, it like, it, releases that pressure making them more comfortable in the box to hey that's all you got to do is make contact that's not easy yeah. to do like you said but it also it, it also is going to create a swing that looks less intent right you know yeah and again i i think it goes back to practice i think you yeah. you you put your players in those situations in practice and you train them to swing hard uh what what controlled controlled violence? Controlled right? violence. That's Kevin Wilson's term. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's what we always want. Controlled violence. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. You don't want to be out of control, that's which I think a lot of people see yeah. sometime when they say, you know, just make contact. They see someone maybe maybe they're which is here's another one. Don't pull your head. You know, and maybe they are. Maybe they are. You know, lifting their front shoulder. See the out. ball hit the bat. See the. Let's go to that one. <laughs> let's go to that one. See the ball hit the bat. See how these just kind of work their way into yeah, each other. Yeah, hitting. Yeah. There's so much about hitting that that. Uh, you ever see the ball hit the bat? Have you ever, ever seen the ball hit the bat? 
Can you, you know, think of a time when you saw the ball hit the bat? You know, I would actually say I believe I do, but I know that I don't. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? I know that because I mean I've, I've tried even on a bunt. It's hard to watch it. Y hit the you bat. mean the act, the, the the exact the exact time the, when when I don't know when you're yeah. swinging, not when somebody else is swinging. No, and, and when or, you're in the box, when the swinging. bat and the ball come together. Yeah, you know, that no. Actual, yeah. I've never really seen that. See I, it I long. think I've seen it close. Yeah. This is a cue that really doesn't make sense. I understand what people are saying. Mm -hmm. You're never Ted Williams talked about that in his book yes. Science of Hitting. Yes. No one he's like, I never saw the ball hit the bat. Yeah. You lose it. There, I mean, there actually he he said neurologically, that physically, you you lose right, it. Right, you do. Yeah. He said that because people say oh, William sees it off the bat so well. Right. And he was responding he was like, to that. He's like, No, I don't I've never seen a ball hit the bat. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you can't. You just can't. You, you're swinging in space at a space that you think the ball's going to be six feet out or it's, so. Yes, know? it's physically impossible if you didn't <clears throat> right. know. You know, there's a bunch of studies yeah. on this. I understand why people say it because they want you to watch it as long as possible. Right. They want you, and that I do too. I want you to see the ball as long as possible. Right. And that maybe that's the better cue. It's which is a there's a there was a study. Uh, these Japanese scientists did a study about this exact thing and they used these goggles for the hitters and the goggles would black out at certain times so the hitters oh yeah yeah i remember you, reading this you yeah. read this yeah so it, they they estimated it's about there's 400 milliseconds that you have mm -hmm. to from time of the, the release to, to, to the time it gets to the plate yeah and that so they had these goggles and they had players wear the goggles and they would you know first the first test was okay we're going to black the goggles out the first 150 milliseconds of the pitch so they saw the ball you know what uh two-thirds two of the way yeah uh, after it already got a third of the way there they saw the ball yeah and they would hit yeah and, right? you, and, and you make the same pretty much the same kind of contact you would if you didn't have the goggles on well in that case well that was too far that was too close yes yeah, in that case too far away in that case they didn't make yeah contact. they were not good right right they struggled but the other because they did take their they did pull their head off of it too early. Yeah, exactly. They, the they goggles, didn't see that goggles, pitch early. Mm -hmm. They didn't the, see it as long as possible. Right. The second test was the last 150 milliseconds, hmm. and which might be as long as you can possibly see it. Right. Without goggles. But the, so, yeah, exactly. And that is that is the argument because they did not nothing. They were able to hit the ball. Not seeing the last 150 yeah. milliseconds as just as they good looked as they like were. their normal self. Yes. Yeah. So that tell you know, and they you, did that with fielders too, didn't they? Like I don't, see, I don't know. seeing the ball into your glove, things like that. I, I, I want to say that I've seen that or read that. Yeah, I don't Is that know. On sports science. I don't know. Yeah, I, I did see, and we talked about it today. Actually, I um, I was I was it's funny. I was listening to a podcast, um, and uh, they had a, an individual in there that created an app. That allow you know it gives you pictures. Um, I'm gonna look that up so I can all right cute, uh, give them cite their work. But it was an app that basically gave you a a, a video of a pitcher pitching. Oh yeah, a fastball, a changeup, or a curveball, uh, or a slider. Um, and it would give you the pitch, and it has different levels. But it would give you the pitch, and you would you would after the pitch, you would say whether it was a fastball. Like change up the slider. game sense pitch game IQ sense app. that's it yeah. yeah and um yeah a lot of people are using this in like a lot of mlb teams are using this in their facilities they're indoor yes facilities. they yeah. are and he you know his, his he talked a lot about you know not being able to see the ball that last you know few i think he said like eight to ten feet or something like that mm -hmm. you your brain even even then that's why i say maybe it, i i feel like i see it like leaving the bat maybe or even coming in but maybe I don't see. Well, it that's good. Of, it just means you're concentrated. It's just you're focusing as long as possible, and that's the that's the coaching advice we want to give to kids. Yeah, you don't you don't want them to pull off the ball too early. You know, you you, you want them to see the ball as long as possible. But but really, they're not going to see it off the bat, right? And you're not going to throw your hands at the ball. So the podcast not, was <laughs> baseball outside the box. Yeah, that's, oh, that's Coach Peter Caliendo. Man, I can't. Yeah. I, I should have remembered. I I didn't I didn't know what is um. What the, what it was called? Oh yeah, he's but yeah. That's what I, I he does. He has a lot of good stuff like that on his. But is this was uh, Professor uh, Fatty? I think his name is F A D D E uh, at Southern Illinois University. Is that right? I don't know. Oh, okay. It's an unfortunate name. <laughs> it's probably not pronounced that way. Thanks for bringing <laughs> life to that. But uh, yeah, so you know, 
keep your eye, you know, keep your eye on the ball, see the ball mm-hmm. off the bat. It's impossible, folks. You can't do. It. You can keep it on there for a long time. <laughs> yeah, but you just yeah. Not only yeah. that, but it's not. It's important. not a bad cue necessarily, but but it's just just understand what you're saying. Yeah, just just yeah, yeah. right. As long as what you can, you know, keep yeah. your eye on the ball. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we've been going for like 45 minutes. You wow. want to keep going? We'll go. Let's do a couple more. Do you have to slide? Do you have to slide? Into do you a have bag? to slide in, into a, like say there's a play at home plate. Do you have to slide? Runner comes running across home Absolutely. plate. Runner comes <laughs> running across home plate. He he, you know the catcher goes to make a tag, fields the ball, goes reaches back to make a tag. He tags him at the at the same time the runner hits the plate. So of course he's safe because a tie goes to the runner. Right, right, yeah, good <laughs> well, call. No, but but he's he's safe and. Everyone shouts from the stands. Oh, he's out. He's he has to slide up. He's out. Right. Is that true, Pat? That is not true. That is not true. That it's not, not true. And it's not only not true in the major league baseball rules, basically the sporting news baseball rules that are applied to every league when, mm-hmm. whenever anything else is in doubt. This is not true in little league rules. Right. In the little league rule book, there is no you have to slide rule. Yes. In little league. The rule is there. The rule is there to protect a, to, to keep runners from plowing the catchers or plowing fielders. Mm-hmm. You know, if you come in, lower your shoulder, take out a, a fielder trying to tag you, that's you're, that's the rule. You're going to be called out, and you're probably going to be ejected. Right. As a matter of fact, the yeah. rule is you cannot deliberately or maliciously yeah. contact the fielder. Yeah. Right. That's the little league phrasing, right? Yes. That, that there is – a runner has two options – Correct me if I'm wrong. If the if the if if there is a fielder who has the ball, and they're waiting to make the tag, and that could be in a split second mm-hmm. as well. But if the fielder has the ball before you arrive as a runner, you then have two options. You can either slide to try to get under that tag, or you can attempt to get around the fielder. Yes. You can you can avoid. At which point, everyone's going to yell that you ran out baseline, right? <laughs> But, uh, right. No, that but, that that are that is your two. But if you don't options. slide and that and that fielder misses a tag, or they tag you late while you're while you after you've already hit the bag or the plate, yeah, that's just that's and, just a baseball play. It's and here's here's play. what I think happened with and this. this is true in softball as well. This is not just a baseball. It? Yeah, okay. it's little league that softball, little league baseball. Yeah, yeah. I think what happens <laughs> is the, you know the misinterpretation of the rule caught on at some point, mm-hmm. and umpires were calling it. You know, yeah. You see, umpires call this yeah. in youth parks. So what? What? What coaches do is they say, "Hey, I want you to slide no matter what, just to just to avoid any possibility that mm-hmm. you know the umpire interprets the rule wrong or yeah. they make a bad judgment." You know, because here's the thing: inadvertent contact is not deliberate or malicious. There can be contact, right? And the umpire, right. and you know, no slide. There can be contact, and the umpire still say, "Okay, the yeah. runner's safe. They did not maliciously or deliberately, you know, make contact the catcher." I've, I actually saw this happen uh, one time. A catcher was kind of he he kind of dove. I wouldn't say dove, but jumped backwards for the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the yeah. the it runner took him. His momentum took. Into, took himself into the runner's path. Yeah. Yeah. And the runner was called safe. And it, they made the right call. And, and it looks awful because it, the runner, I mean, the runner might even like crank, you know, like lift his, you know, yes. shrug his shoulder a little bit right. to try to, you know, brace for the contact. And what it looks like in that split second is that the runner put his shoulder into the catcher. And so you got mom and dad from the stands yelling, get that runner out of here. You know, yeah, he's exactly. you know, he, took him out. And it's just, it's just one of those unfortunate plays. I'll tell Often you. Often one of those unfortunate plays. I did this. I had, when I was, uh, let's see my, so I did not play my last year of 10 U baseball. And I didn't play my first year of little league of 11 U. I, I did not know that about you. Yeah. There you go. Took those two years off. I played, you know what I did during those two, that time play video games. I did play video games, but I played an awful lot of wiffle ball out in yeah. the yard with the neighborhood yeah. kids. An awful lot. I spent a lot of time on learned learned the game, didn't you? A little yeah. Bit. yeah. Spent a lot of time hitting the ball against the wall, and I I I played something called rag ball in, in elementary mm-hmm. school too. Threw it up against the steps. Mister Mister Birch had a he he held a tournament at Bradbury Elementary. Is that right? Of rag ball, yeah. yeah. Um, but I my first year of little league that I ever played, I didn't know this rule. <laughs> 
I had only watched Major League Baseball. You players, just Pete but. Rose and Ray Fossey somebody. There? I did. <laughs> I hammered him, man. And I was just a, you know, I'm just, I'm still just a little guy, but I, oh, I, man. this was a pretty big guy, and I put everything into him, and we had an umpire. I know you know him. His name was Red Robinson. Oh, I loved Red. <laughs> and Red, Red uh, called me out. Yep. And he ejected me. Good for Red. Yeah. And my, uh, my, my, my coach at the time, uh, Lee Williams. He came in arguing on behalf of my case, and he said he he fell, or I can't remember what he. He was didn't arguing. know the rule. <laughs> he didn't say ignorance that. of the law. It was kind of a little not, different. Like I went in, but I really did. I tried. I, yeah. I tried to hit him. I thought I, it was legal, and I ended up being able to stay. Red let me stay. Well, back but. then, it was legal in MLB and in America. Yeah, in American yeah, Legion ball, even. Because oh, really? well, yeah. Because when they I go by, when I coached right. American Legion ball, that rule actually has changed just recently in the last ten or fifteen years. Yeah. When I coached American Legion ball, it was National League rules, except for you allowed to use a DH. So it should have just been American League rules. But yeah, but it was, it was, it was. A, there was no discrepancy. I mean, and so there were people. Actually, it was when I played American Legion, we, we you were allowed to. I think when by the time I was coaching it. The, the the American Legion added some safety rules. Oh, really? Yeah, but it was still it legal was in the major leagues. It was the high school safety rule, but okay. yeah, it was still legal in the major leagues to yeah. basically plow the catcher. Yeah, that because that just changed a few years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, there were some times when when yeah. the guys were going out of their way. I mean, when they they could have avoided it, could have been a less. I mean, they were literally trying to dislodge the ball, and guys were getting seriously injured. Yeah. I'm an Indians fan. So. My favorite collision was. Uh, I can't remember what what team they were playing. It's on wire to wire though. My favorite collision was Norm Charlton. Oh yeah, coming in there. They were yeah. in a skid. Yeah. The Reds were in a. You know they 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 led the division the whole year. That's why it's called yeah. wire to wire. Norm was a big boy. Yeah, he was. And they were in a skid. They were losing some games in a, mm-hmm. in a slump. And he came around and just plowed the catcher and was safe. And, and folks, Norm is a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Norm was a pitcher. And boy, it One fired up all boys. of them up. They came Heck up. Yeah, man. yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, man! I'd love to talk about all of these. Yeah, we've been, this is a long episode, though. We 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 we've originally told people we we're going to go thirty minutes, and here lately our episodes have been really long. I know. I, I we just, knew we weren't going to get through all of them. That's true. That's true. We can save so, it for another time. We can circle back yeah. around for another episode. So. Yeah, I agree. I, I got one more question for you, though. Okay. Because you're coaching right now. Yes. Do Insisting. your do your kids ever strike out looking? Looking at strike three, my my kids, yeah, I mean they do. You know, you get on them for it. I'll be honest with you, I don't like it. But uh, do you understand sometimes why they strike out looking yes. on strike three? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I've really softened on this one. Yeah, me too. And I think it. I know we've talked about this in the past, and you know, that's kind of the same thing that I think you happened to you. I've I've kind of caught up on because you know there's been times where my oldest son is really, he's been really seeing the ball well mm-hmm. and hitting it well. And then, you know, an umpire will call a strike and he'll, you know, he'll kind of give me a look or something, you know? And I, so I know, I, I trust him yeah. that, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't his pitch, Yeah. you know? And even, even if it was and he didn't think it was, it's not right. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be his pitch. I think on strike three, you know, I mean, that's that scenario where it's like, man, you would like to see him get the bat on the ball. But again, you don't want him to take a bad swing. Right. And I think the idea is, you know, put it in play, you, you increase your chances. I'm not for sure. Like I would want to know mm-hmm. what the data is behind that. Mm-hmm. Because, that's a great point. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If you take it, even if it's over the plate, there's a chance the umpire is going to call it a ball. Yeah. There's still and that you, chance. You know. And there's also a chance that there's a runner on first base and you just put it in play instead of getting one out because of a strikeout, you just now got two because he just turned a double play. Exactly. Which is going to happen a lot more the older Jake gets. Yeah. The, the defenses are going to get better and they're going to see a lot more four, six threes and six, four threes. And, five, yeah, and I think threes. it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I want, I want, I want my kids to always hit the ball hard. Mm-hmm. So if they're, if they get a pitch that they don't think they can hit hard yeah. and there are, I, there are some scenarios where I would say don't, you know, try to fight it off. Try to get you know. Try to get you into right. the pitch. You know, right. You want them to fight it off if they can. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if you if you don't think you can do anything with that pitch, if you don't think you can reach it. You don't think you can hit it hard. Yeah. You know, let's let's. You're taking yeah. a chance by swinging at it anyway. Let's take a chance by getting yeah. another pitch. Yeah, I've gotten yeah. away from. I, I still. I'm with you. I'm. I still don't like it because I feel like you, if you're a competitor, you're going to find a way to fight off those pitches until mm-hmm. you get the one you want. But 
I've, I've, I, when I say I've softened on it, I've softened to the point where I, I don't say never strike out looking. We don't strike out looking. Right. You know, I don't say because they're just, I mean, I tell you, I, when I started filming the games with a GoPro on the back of the fence, you know, in the, uh, on the, on the backstop where you're looking directly behind the umpire, behind the catcher, and you can see, you could see every pitch there perfectly. And I remember, <laughs> I used to argue with my son about this because he yeah. he's got a great eye, you know, and he strikes out looking a lot. A lot of times when he strikes out, it's looking, and and I and I still to this day I still we still have discussions about this. Back when he's in high school, we talked about I was on him about you know striking out looking one time, and he's like, Dad, he's like, I couldn't have reached it. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that. An umpire's <laughs> not that bad, you know, and and then and then you know I went back and watched the film, and in that particular situation. He was right. Yeah, not to throw volunteers the, under the bus, but did you watch the Little League World Series? Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the truth. You know, yeah, I mean, you see people complaining all the time about that. Those kids can't reach it, right? Yeah. I wonder how many of those people that are complaining about that on Twitter, the Twitter coaches, are the same ones that complain when their kids strike out looking. Good good point. You know? Yeah. I mean, which is it? Could, yeah. could he reach it or could he not? Because if he couldn't reach it, he has to strike out looking. If he got the bat taken out of his hands, he got the bat taken out of his hands. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. It's Sometimes, just, yeah, I don't like, you know, especially on this podcast, you know, we, we, we appreciate umpires. I think we've outlined that today in some of the difficulties of, you know, interpreting the rules. But sometimes, listen, they just miss it. Yeah. I think we, I think we're, we, we sometimes put on these naive sunglasses mm-hmm. that, you know, we, it's either they're, they're, they're right all the time or they're cheating yeah right and it's, it's and that's and, and neither that's never true neither neither of those are ever true yeah yeah i shouldn't say ever well yeah true <laughs> but the first one's not rarely yeah ever. everyone and, and I, there's times when umpires will get frustrated and, and hold grudges we'll yeah. take it to that you yeah. know, level I, but that, that's people right that's people it, coming it out in it into is. the game and you know and you know what we as coaches and parents have we can have a lot to do with that oh we can you that's know, a you, good point that's a that's another that's a whole new episode we can influence the way umpires feel about us and about our teams when they show up i was yes i agree i yeah i was listening to a podcast with coach chafin on it mm-hmm. and he was he was given he was talking about how he interacts with umpires and it was just it was gold good stuff. stuff it was yeah. and i'm like wow i need to yep. i need to start doing yep. that so hey i wrote about that in building champions by the way i outlined a step-by-step process of how i decided to um, approach umpires it's called it, the official is not your opponent yeah i don't know what chapter number it is but it's in there i have to circle back so, around to that another did, book plug there did you did you did you uh adopt it yes okay good. yeah I, I i became very <laughs> intentional about making sure that I did not shout my disapproval. Yeah. And any time I looked at, upon a play with disagreement, mm-hmm. I would I would really try to practice pressing pause, asking for time and asking if I may go out and discuss it. And you know because you know I think we've said this before, you're rare you're never going to get the play back. There mm-hmm. are times when maybe the umpires will confer, they'll get together and they'll they will um collaborate and and in order to get the call right and that's completely up to them you can't make them do that that drives me nuts when i hear coaches demanding that umpires do that you can't make umpires do do that i mean right. they, they they have to choose to do that and if they do that they're then then be grateful because they're doing it they're they're basically taking an ego check right there and saying i might have been wrong so i'll ask my partner for help yeah but but you might get that but most of the time when you go out there you're not you're not going to get the that you're the call overturned you're just going to you're creating a relationship with another individual that hopefully the next time a call is bang bang and could go either way you get that one right and that's really that's we got to respond to those just like we would we would teach our players to respond to a, an error or a strikeout or you know a miss exactly missing missing your spot a pitch yeah you just you know what matters is what you do next it's not you know yeah what happens what happened before so right that's that's one thing i hope i get better at as we i yeah i always want to get better at that i yeah. mean as a fan as a dad as a as a coach everything so yep well, guys, really, it's just another opportunity, right? It is. Just like loss, just like failure. Yep. It's just an opportunity to grow. So Definitely. Yep. What did we not cover? If, 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 you, if you had some things come to mind that you're like, oh, I hope they talk about this. Most people probably were like, I hope they shut up soon. But, I, <laughs> but if you had some things come to mind that were like, man, 
what about this? What about that? We may actually have it on our list. We've got a, a big list of, of things that we could talk about with this kind of episode. And you liked, if you like this episode, let us know. Give us some feedback because we, we want to build this podcast around things that, you, that our listeners want to hear. And so if you listen to this and you're like, oh, that was a dud, man. Don't ever do that one again. <laughs> let us know because we won't. We, we want to sure. do what you want because we, our goal is to, is to help all of youth sports, and obviously, especially as you know, today the context was mainly baseball and softball, but especially because that's what we're passionate about. We want them to get better. We want people, we want parents to get better, coaches to get better, players to get better, officials to get better, administrators to get better, presidents of leagues and organizations to get better. What can we do to make it a better circumstance for our kids uh, and a better experience for our kids every time that they are on the field and every time that they're preparing to get on the field? What can we do? And you can help us with that um, by just telling us what to talk about. We get the word out there. Conversations start. People who have influence and power and the ability to to make actual change say, hey, let's try this. Let's try this. And maybe maybe it's something that we've talked about before. So you can help us with that. Send send it to us. Patrick underscore Martin at yahoo.com is where Pat is. I'm at cstewart1993 at gmail.com. You can also find us at uh, coachinglife.com on Twitter. We're on Twitter. We, um, you can find both of us on Facebook, but, uh, give us your thoughts. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Whenever we post these on Facebook, just comment underneath and let us know, you know, Hey, this was a really dumb episode or that was a really <laughs> great one, you know, do it again. Or here are some ideas. We'd love to hear your ideas. Definitely. So, Appreciate yeah. it. Everyone.